One of those signs of the times that we don't address enough when talking about the crisis in the church is the condition of the laity. Most of the time our attention is turned towards the episcopacy, that is, to the bishops and cardinals and even the pope, and the errors they promote and the crimes they cover up or in some cases commit. But unless a layperson or organization is doing something heinous, we tend to ignore the conditions of the laity. If, for example, Catholic Relief Services were to use church resources to promote policies contrary to the moral teachings of the church, most of us who do this would cover it. But there has been an otherwise underreported apostasy in the church, and that apostasy is one we all see every Sunday, unless we're lucky enough to attend the rare traditional parish. That apostasy is the apostasy of Catholics leaving the church. It's a literal apostasy, and it's been happening for decades without any sign of stopping anytime soon. The Catholic Church in the United States, Europe, and in the West in general is shrinking. We know this to be a fact. The number of people entering the church through our CIA programs do not come close to replacing those who have left voluntarily. The numbers of Catholic marriages and baptisms are down dramatically. Most Catholic couples contracept, meaning that Catholic births in the West are down as well. If you were an anti-Catholic group plotting the destruction of the church, you could not plan a better series of events to unleash on the church than the events of the past century that have led to this moment in history. Between the scandals gripping the church and the condition of the priesthood, it is natural that many among the laity would leave. What else do we expect when most Catholics no longer believe in extra ecclesium nulla salus, or in the real presence, or in the central claim of the church itself? That the Catholic Church was founded by Christ on the rock of Peter, and without union with that rock, there is no salvation. It's not surprising that in the face of scandals, people leave. The future Pope Benedict XVI, Joseph Ratzinger, had a famous prophecy of sorts in the 1960s about the future of the church, which applies here. It comes from a German radio broadcast in 1969, and no, I don't have the audio of that, so don't ask for it. I have a link to the Alatea article that quotes it at length in, in, on the Sources blog. But here's the lengthy quote. Quote, The future of the church can and will issue from those whose roots are deep and who live from the pure fullness of their faith. It will not issue from those who accommodate themselves merely to the passing moment or from those who merely criticize others and assume that they themselves are infallible measuring rods. Nor will it issue from those who take the easier road, who sidestep the passion of faith, declaring false and obsolete, tyrannous and legalistic, all that makes demands upon men, that hurts them and compels them to sacrifice themselves. To put this more positively, the future of the church, once again as always, will be reshaped by saints, by men, that is, whose minds probe deeper than the slogans of the day, who, who see more than others see, because their lives embrace a wider reality. Unselfishness, which makes men free, is attained only through the patience of small daily acts of self-denial. By this daily passion, which alone reveals to a man in how many ways he is enslaved by his own ego, by this daily passion and by it alone, a man's eyes are slowly opened. He sees only to the extent that he has lived and suffered. If today we are scarcely able any longer to become aware of God, that is because we find it so easy to evade ourselves, to flee from the depths of our being by means of the narcotic of some pleasure or other. Thus our interior depths remain closed to us. If it is true that a man can see only with his heart, then how blind we are. How does all this affect the problem we are facing? It means that the big talk of those who prophesy a church without God and without faith is all empty chatter. We have no need of a church that celebrates the cult of action in political prayers. It is utterly superfluous. Therefore, it will destroy itself. What will remain is the Church of Jesus Christ. 
the church that believes in the God who has become man and promised us life after death. The kind of priest who is no more than a social worker can be replaced by the psychotherapist and other specialists. But the priest who is no specialist, who does not stand on the sidelines watching the game, giving official advice, but in the name of God places himself at the disposal of man, who is beside them in their sorrows, in their joys, in their hope, and in their fear, such a priest will certainly be needed in the future. Let us go a step farther. From the crisis of today, the church of tomorrow will emerge, a church that has lost much. She will become small and will have to start afresh more or less from the beginning. She will no longer be able to inhabit many of the edifices she built in prosperity. As the number of her adherents diminishes, so it will lose many of her social privileges. In contrast to an earlier age, it will be seen much more as a voluntary society, entered only by free decision. As a small society, it will make much bigger demands on the initiative of her individual members. Undoubtedly, it will discover new forms of ministry and will ordain to the priesthood approved Christians who pursue some profession. In many smaller congregations or in self-contained social groups, pastoral care will normally be provided in this fashion. Alongside this, the full-time ministry of the priesthood will be indispensable as formerly. But in all the changes at which one might guess, the church will find her essence afresh and with full conviction in that which was always at her center, faith in the triune God, in Jesus Christ, the Son of God made man, in the presence of the Spirit until the end of the world. In faith and prayer, she will again recognize the sacraments as the worship of God and not as a subject for liturgical scholarship. The church will be a more spiritual church, not presuming upon a political mandate, flirting as little with the left as with the right. It will be hard going for the church, for the process of crystallization and clarification will cost her much more valuable energy. It will make her poor and cause her to become the church of the meek. The process will be all the more arduous, for sectarian narrow-mindedness as well as pompous self-will will have to be shed. One may predict that all of this will, be, will take time. The process will be long and worrisome, as was the road from the false progressivism on the eve of the French Revolution, when a bishop might be thought smart if he made fun of dogmas and even insinuated that the existence of God was by no means certain, to the renewal of the 19th century. But when the trial of this sifting is passed, a great power will flow from a more spiritualized and simplified church. Men in a totality planned world will find themselves unspeakably lonely. If they have completely lost sight of God, they will feel the whole horror of their poverty. Then they will discover the little flock of believers as something wholly new. They will discover it as a hope that is meant for them, an answer for which they have always been searching in secret. And so it seems to me that the church is facing very hard times. The real crisis has scarcely begun. We will have to count on terrific upheavals. But I am equally certain about what will remain at the end. Not the church of the political cult, which is dead already, but the church of the faith. It may well no longer be the dominant social power to the extent that she was until recently, but it will enjoy a fresh blossoming and be seen as man's home, where he will find life and hope beyond death. End very lengthy quote. So why am I reading to you something that Father Ratzinger said after the council and long before he was a household name among Catholics in the Western world? Because over the weekend, the results of a survey were, were released that are rather telling. Published in the book, Why Catholics Leave, What They Miss, and How They Might Return, the author, Professor Stephen Bullivant, lays out the complicated reasons people leave the church today. Among them are that they aren't being taught anything at the Mass, or that the world constantly reminds us the church teaches morality that is out of date with the world's so-called values, while at the Mass we hear little about what the church teaches, or we have young, zealous priests who teach the truth out of the blue after decades of little hard talk, which has the effect of being a sledgehammer for the faith. 
Others have simply taken what the world teaches about all the hot-button issues as a given, and they eventually leave. Others say when they ask priests and other leaders for answers to questions about hot-button issues of the day, they get no answers at all. Just the typical mealy-mouthed language that obfuscates and deflects from the truth that we've come to be so used to that we don't even talk about it anymore. But other reasons are more telling. Here's another much shorter excerpt that comes from the LifeSite article on the book and its survey results. Quote, This is no secret, of course, so how has the church responded? Many in senior positions are convinced that to teach sound doctrine from the pulpit or in a catechism class would drive people away. They reason that it is easier for Catholics influenced by modern attitudes to sex and gender, for example, to keep coming to church if they are not confronted by the church's hard teachings. This approach was first applied but to the condemnation of contraception by Pope Paul VI in his 1968 encyclical Humanae Vitae. It is sometimes called the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy. It seems to apply to great swaths of doctrine today. End quote. The book and its survey have a lot of telling results, including that at least one reason that catechesis at the parish level is so awful. Often the people tasked with teaching the faith in our CIA programs or an ongoing adult catechesis class don't actually believe in the faith themselves. I've had this anecdotal story confirmed to me multiple times on a per in sort of a personal way, with stories of people who had taught the faith in various parish programs, being, not, being asked to not come back by the modernist or even total non-believer who runs the program because they receive complaints from program participants or from a Susan from the parish council type who objected to all the offensive truths being taught at the class by the people telling me the story. Having been involved in RCA programs in my own past, I can tell you that many potential converts are taken aback by the church's teaching about life, sexual morality, and the rest, often saying that they agree with the church's teaching but still taking it to be optional to actually live the life of faith. They never verbally say it, but you can see it in the body language and other small signs of rejection of the faith, despite their seeming desire to enter the church. This may be one reason that some estimates are that up to 80% of those who enter the church through RCIA, RCIA programs leave the church within five years. There are numerous other reasons recounted by the survey, but the overall pattern seems to be this. Decades of non-catechesis lay the groundwork for people questioning why they even bother to stay in the church in the first place, while the world constantly bombards them with evil ideas, leading to some drifting away or being scared away when they hear the hard truth communicated in a blunt way by a young, zealous priest from the Ambo. Factor in scandals, scandalous leadership from the top of the church, and a political program that has all but replaced the gospel in many parishes in the Western world today, and you get the situation we see now. Should we be surprised? Aside from the evils of the world being as alluring to most people in the same way the apple was to Eve, when the faith isn't taught by our families and by the church, and some other false gospel of social justice has replaced it, we shouldn't be surprised in the least that people leave in the numbers that they do. What are your thoughts on this? Like I said, the survey was released in a book that LifeSite reviewed over the weekend. While the details don't surprise me, they may surprise you. Is Ratzinger's prof prophetic vision of the future one that is guaranteed to come to pass? Let me know what you think in the comments below, especially if you have an idea for how we can get out of this mess. As always, keep praying for the church. Pray a rosary every day and pray for the liberation and exaltation of the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.